0: I'm Ben Solak, and I host the Ringer NFL Draft Show with Danny Kelly, Danny Heifetz, and Craig Horbeck. Join us twice a week as we talk everything NFL Draft and break down all the players who will make your team better. Except the Rams, because they don't really have any picks. Check us out on the Ringer NFL Draft Show on Spotify.
1: This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus,
2: are we talking about to start the show don't, there is no big picture. don't you today. put me on the
3: picture or there's just a bunch on. of little pictures
2: it's a scrapbook show oh scrapbook because i hate that stupid what is it you know what's funny how I, do you forget it every time i hate it so hard i just throw <laughs> it out of my my memory you force it into what's the back the of your brain what's stupid word you say it's a goulash episode bro that's right <laughs> that's like a word when you're eating mashed potatoes. i can just imagine you like stuffing your face with mashed potatoes more exactly <laughs> and the people are like sure <laughs> They just start handing <laughs> you dishes. They're like, just put this in front of the big guy.
3: I feel like it's a real uh, Willy Wonka situation, and I'm Augustus glue, and you put a microphone in front of me, and I just take a bite out of the microphone because I think it's food, and too. Just keep rolling. <laughs>
2: this is not That's not nice, by the way. It's offensive. Uh, last uh, night, by the way, offensive? we ended up ripping five cases of Bowman's best yesterday. My favorite comment of the, I don't know, we were probably live for four hours. Whew. Favorite comment of the entire thing. Guy goes. By the way, because Tim was with me, mm-hmm. so like you know, oh, people kind of going back and forth with him, and they were like, "By the way, I don't know where the guy goes." When is old Hot Dog Hands coming in to learn? Hot a th- Dog he Hands. Goes, he
3: goes. When is old Hot
2: Dog Hands coming in to learn a thing or two about breaking? First <laughs> off,
3: I have been there many a time. I could break. I could outbreak any of these breakers. I don't even want to brag about. Always. It. Here's the problem I have with that. Hot Dog Hand is not, <laughs> not Jimmy Dean's. And no, Jimmy Dean's is like a. Up. I yeah, yeah exactly. Out. I feel like I'm not being insulted, even though I know I am in the back of my head. I just push it out and Do you want to review that microphone I cry talk once talk a month. A ago? So, um, the the show is a goulash episode. You wanted to talk Bowman's best. I am going to just go ahead and give you a rundown so everybody knows. We're going to talk a number of things, including Kyrie, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, quick hits,
2: just quick hits. Yeah,
3: we're going to do a straight facts homie segment. We haven't done that in a little bit. Some interesting news. TikTok. We, we have an actual yes. There's a, a news with TikTok, and I guess it pro- probably applies to a lot of social platforms. Um, Spotting a fake. We're going to do a, a segment on that where yes, we will have don't, a guest. Don't gloss over that. I come mm-hmm. in the office. Jesse's wrapping this thing up. Ghost time and effort to pre-record this thing. It doesn't matter. Don't don't paint. Don't paint me as like some hero. OK, anybody would have done just a microphone work, been eaten. here since 6 a.m. Mic- <laughs> just kill.
1: OK, if you, that's okay, all that's you've a got a, done since 6 a.m. I have some serious <laughs> issues.
2: Just a microphone eating hot dog handed hero. <laughs> uh, put it in a jersey. Uh, Your hair looks on point. Did you get a haircut.
3: No, I really need one before we go to the. Should Mint, we go?
2: To, what's the thing? What's the place called? The
3: Uncles. Oh yeah, that's where I'm going. Let's go, Uncles. B's gonna. You going today? Oh, I was going to say a thing, but it would come across inappropriate. Okay. Um. But we're gonna finish it out with a huge mailbag. That's why so. we're rushing through the rest of the stuff because the mailbags actually.
2: I like the mailbags. I want to. I, I, I almost I want. Love.
3: I wonder what caused
2: it. I always want to just cancel the whole rest <laughs> of the stuff and <laughs> just else. go in depth mailbag. <laughs> um. Yeah, I want to talk with Bowman's best. I we, we've talked about this for a while. I would hit your stupid Big picture (laughs) you're doing good still uh we had talked about this last week and leading up to it like hey unbelievable checklist great product did you see any breaks at all
3: uh i've only gotten in a couple times just watching i i kept wanting to buy in and every time i got into one it was already mid-break so i was just like well whatever i'll get your thoughts on what you saw of the product though oh the actual look of the product is actually it's nice it's Can I be honest? It's not my 100% favorite. However, I have heard a lot of other people say that they love it. So I really like the look. I think the insert
2: sets are awesome. Uh, we pulled some big stuff, some golds of of the right players. We pulled an Otani auto, which was nice. Oh, Jackson holiday, gold, uh, Henry Davis. Um, yeah, we, I
3: mean, a bunch of nice cards. What would you say is the most valuable? Well, I guess it's kind of hard to say at this point. You know, like, got a, I don't
2: know what a gold, like Jackson Holiday goes for out of that. Gold I, is out of 10, right? Out of 50 in that product. Oh, and tops yep. it's out
3: of 50. Okay.
2: So, yeah, I mean, we we did pull um, it. My overall thought, though, is um, I'm glad we've had a product that we have hyped up as much as I have, mm-hmm. and it lived up to it.
3: Like, I was interested to see what pricing has done so far. It's
2: gone up, I think, right? It has.
3: Like, so, was it on, 26, well out, 27? I think we said it was 325 on Monday's episode, and now it's showing 345 as of today for a box.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so 345 times eight segment in the show where you do
3: oh. math. <laughs>
2: Your you mic is
3: really good at at math, but usually 2800? it's adding and subtracting. What's the
2: case cost on? That? I'm going to
3: tell you right now. It's eight times three forty five. It's twenty. Hang on, don't you
2: say it or I'll stab you. Twenty seven forty.
3: You look like an idiot. What is it? Twenty seven sixty. You were. It was really good. So I, took <laughs> I took away forty 20. instead of adding it. I took away forty. It's twenty. <clears throat> okay.
2: Thirty. Um. So, yeah, the price, I think you're going to see these cases continue to go up because the one thing I noticed, and I watched a bunch of breaks, and also we, again, we did our five, mm-hmm. even the cases that weren't like, oh, here's an unbelievable low numbered Otani on card auto. It would be like, yeah, but here's three numbered Torkelson rookies. Here's a Jackson, a Jackson Churio, a nice Marcel, we pulled a Marcelo Mayer auto to 25. But even the cases where you missed the big hits and the big names, there is so many just like refractors. The base, the inserts, the atomics, which are not numbered, and then the, the colored numbered cards. I actually think the value is is very very good on it. Really? I, was, I was very okay. impressed, and the quality, by the way, overall a thousand times better than Top's Finest. Like they have definitely
3: they improved. knew what they were doing. Okay, good. I was actually wanting to know what is the hottest team right now like as far as are you doing it by teams or divisions or what
2: so i did it. we did two pyts okay we did a, a random division okay. and then we did a new little thing that i did that i don't really want to talk about because people will steal it Ooh. they should It was a good idea so it was 15 spots so 15 guys get in yep um each spot gets you two teams i call it a random snake draft you're familiar with fantasy football you've I played am. i've played that you've heard of the game
3: yeah uh yeah
2: so say jesse buys a spot 14 other guys buy it behind you. We take the list of 15 names, randomize it live. Okay, Whoever comes out on top gets the first pick. And since the snake draft, they would also get the 30th pick last oh, team. Oh, So they,
3: Oh, and but you, you to have tr- to be in there the whole time though. I would assume.
2: Yeah. So we only do it live. Cause it was like, you got to be here to draft. If guys yeah. were taking too long, it would go automatically best team available by PYT pricing. Okay. But it was actually kind of cool. And, I assume and Mariners ac- are the top. Mariners really? are the top. Yeah, it was so price wise for my breaks, people price things differently. I have it the Mariners, the Nationals, the Red Sox, the Rays. Those are my big four. Here's what's interesting, though, and I overpriced the Mariners because of how much J-Rod comes out. Mm-hmm. I had the Mariners at like $200, 220 a buck, a case and a PYT. Okay. The Red Sox are like a buck fifty. Okay. In the snake draft we did last night, Mikey Q. He's a big Sox fan. He gets a number one pick. He goes, you know what? I'm going Red Sox. I don't care. I'll reach. Really? First auto out or second auto out. Marcelo Mer Atomic Auto twenty five, and I was like, you know what? It was just kind of neat. I was like, this dude literally is reaching because he likes the team. Yeah, it, stuff like that made me pretty happy. So that is awesome. Um, I really like that style with that too. Because here is the other thing: that is such a deep product. Like mm-hmm. with good teams, the fifteenth person would also have the fifteenth and sixteenth because the snake draft back to back. The two teams that went fifteen and sixteen were like the Cubs and the Padres. Like nobody's mad about getting those two. Te- no. I just I, I thought it was actually a very very good. Of course, I thought it was great. It was my idea. But I yeah, did. I sure. thought it was an awesome way to do it. But um, the group
3: seemed happy with it as well. Yeah, we
2: filled two of them live like that. We had a good nice. time. I probably could have done another, but I was exhausted. And we had to sort and ship everything today. So guys, get stuff.
3: While we're on the topic of this, uh, of breaking, do you have any immaculate football?
2: No. Dang it. I don't even know when that came. Oh, it's coming out. It's this- out. Did it come out yesterday? I believe
3: so because Eddie um, has some. somebody definitely- on the app was breaking it. And I was about to buy into it. And then I got distracted and then it was sold out. Isn't I strange. really want... To get in because I've seen here's my thing is like
2: Immaculate's an awesome problem. And when
3: it comes down to it at the end of the day, while I do like think Bowman's Best is a good investment, I just like football better. Yeah,
2: hey, you're chasing stuff. And it's big, it's yeah. quick, it's big hits. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the one where I'm like that's Adderall. Approved. Have,
3: and I also have like this opportunity to hit it huge, right? Yeah. Like there could be some shield in there. Because
2: Bowman's best is more like, hey, you got a couple good autos. Yeah. You got those six refractors, the one numbered, the couple base, and this, I was telling you, we just sent an order today that was, the vast majority was from Best Breaks mm-hmm. and from my personals. We sent out 202 cards this morning to SGC. At least 100 were from yesterday. Because was the same thing, man. It's like, grade everything out super fast. Get it back and flip it. That's crazy. So I was pretty excited about that. And SGC's return time right now. I know they're like, you have to advertise it at a week or something stupid. Mm-hmm. I don't care what they say. I guarantee we have these cards back in a week, in hand, in a week.
3: Someone said in, uh, I saw a post, I think it was actually on Instagram, but it was a guy in England, 10-day turnaround. In England? In England. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not a lot to say. (laughs) Um, Okay, so. I like Bowman's Best. Bowman's Best, you're happy about. I really want to get on some Immaculate if anybody's doing any breaks. Don't hit me up all at once, but man. Just let me know. I guarantee Joe and Eddie, like some of those guys are doing some more on the app, I bet. Okay, good. I'm going to get on there tonight then. Yeah, do um, that. What else? Oh, you wanted to talk. Ky- Ky- What's the deal with Kyrie? He's a. Uh, fire. We knew choking. this was going to
2: happen.
3: <laughs> yeah, they're three and seven in their last 10 games in
2: Dallas. They fall into what, the eighth, ninth seed? Yeah. Still, still close, by the way, to like the fifth seed, but I, it's, it doesn't work with this guy. I, I don't think it works in a winning system with him.
3: I recall, I think last episode, you had said that the use, it's still a wait and see. Do you think that's the case or no? It still
2: is. I mean, we're overreacting because it's only been like I think he's only played like eight games, ten games, something like that. Mm
3: -hmm. But he's a dumpster fire. I'll say his pricing has not reflected that as or that mentality at at this point at least. People are hopeful still. Yeah, I mean, he's he's playing with Luca. I think people
2: on paper, if everything went right in the world, which it won't,
3: because I am not six feet tall. If everything went right in the world, did you know about the shin surgery you can get? Like it's shin and like. I'm I think good. I may have sent you something. You, you can get a full. I think like someone's gotten up to five inches of additional height. Could you imagine?
2: Here's the only way I'm doing Bro. that. Bro, if I have a kid and at like the age of fourteen, he's looking down at me. Yeah, I'll,
3: I'll cut into the I shins. I was taller than my mom in the fifth grade. And I was you're taller a freak. than my dad. De- no offense. No, none taken. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just saying it could happen and you could do something about it, but you got to do it now still, while you can I, repair. You're young enough for the body to regenerate. Sure. Just I still think, think about there's it. something with you. Your height is not normal. <laughs> there's a lot,
2: the head size. I don't, um, anyways, what are we talking? Oh, here's the reason with Kyrie pricing though. And yeah. I think the hobby is still a little bit almost cautiously optimistic okay. on paper. This goes down as the, again, perfect world scenario as the greatest, most unbelievable backcourt ever. Luca a generational talent, mm-hmm. Kyrie one of the most talented ball players ever, talent wise. Yep. On paper it's unbelievable and I think guys are still like, you know what this does click at some point. They go nuts, they they go or maybe they do. I just I, I don't know. I'm not buying it.
3: I will say the as far as PER goes, I mean Luca is still number 3 in the league right now. Sure. Kyrie is Oh, Kendrick Perkins must be mad about that. Oof. Kyrie's 22, so I mean it, not to say like they they overall, their player Ability is still very high. I do think Kyrie has fallen a bit, though, just on that over. If we're basing overall ability on a PER, it would say that Kyrie has not performed quite as well as he was earlier this season. He's taken a little bit of a backseat, too, which he should. Yeah. But anyways,
2: I, the Kyrie thing as of right now seems like it's a disaster. I don't mind if it stays that way either, by, by the way. He's going to demand a trade in six weeks anyway, so who cares? <laughs> He's already going somewhere else. So this was just a pop-up, by the way, on our
3: next subject, Rodgers. Oh, what? Is it official? Uh, no, no, no. no. just says. I have a little thing about it. What do you have? So this was from the New York Post. Granted, not a known for their sports reporting, but they did have uh, a How few pictures. That? That's fair. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just it making things up. Uh, so Woody Johnson, um, this was on Tuesday. Woody Johnson, who's the vice chairman and the co-owner, Christopher Johnson, uh, the general manager, Joe Douglas. That's a running back for the, the Titans? And the head coach. Robert Saylor or you know, whatever. Um, these guys were all, uh, this is all part of the Jets franchise, were all at the Aaron Rodgers home. Um, they were spotted leaving that evening. The pictures, I mean, there's some smiles on some faces. There's a lot of people saying it's pretty much a done deal. Who knows officially, but what do you think about him going to the Jets? That, oh, before I say that, there is also the additional point of, well, what about... Their rookie quarterback. Um, the the comment was Who are you talking about? The Jets, the Jets. Zach yeah, Wilson? Yeah, yeah. Hang on. So the You're not the, a rookie. Well, okay. no, nope, nope. that's ahead. fair. He is, don't let me detract. Two years back, uh, the comment was he had a tough year, and that the confidence level has gone down. So obviously, thanks, Woody. If that's what they're saying, if, if that's what upper management's saying, you think you get to talk
2: to Buzz Lightyear that way, pal? Why don't you try to build him up, idiot? <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I do. We talked about this last week. The, the take has not changed. If he goes to the Jets, I think it's a very, I think it's a nice, positive addition for his hobby value. I think it helps everybody there. Brees Hall, uh, Sauce Gardner is now part of a really winning franchise. Um, Garrett Mitchell. I just think, or Garrett Wilson, excuse me. There's enough talent there around him where I think hobby-wise it'd be a very good addition.
3: Good Nothing has gone on, by the way, good, with Aaron Rodgers pricing, like even yeah. today. And um, it won't Yeah, until a move happens, and it has to be an exciting move. Is Jets really
2: that—I know they got what Jets you just said, but— They're very good. Okay. I, I mean, and I you, you could have started at quarterback this. last year, and they still won. Didn't they win eight or nine games last year? Yeah. Like they they had a, that's what I'm saying. They had a good season with nothing at quarterback. But it's been
3: 12 years since they've been in the postseason.
2: I mean, I'm not saying they're great. I just mean, if you add that guy, I think if you add him to any team next year and he's like rejuvenated, and wants to play. Yeah. Oh, the Jets were seven and 10 last year. They started off very hot, though. That was what was weird about them. Then they felt they had a six game. Well, remember, lose.
3: Zach Wilson was actually like, people were like, oh, wow, maybe this is the well,
2: one in Green Bay early last year, too.
3: Well, and yeah, they found lost out their last six games. Aaron Rodgers wasn't really doing much last year. Um, Thanks for nothing. Hey, Rod. <laughs> uh, OK, so there's a potential for Aaron Rodgers to possibly cool if that happened. I'd like to see that. Actually. OK, interesting nice mix up. Um, next up, we are going to. Oh, straight facts. homie. you want to go ahead? Spot your fake. That we're doing? Spot your fake? Straight Facts Homie will lead into Spot the Fake. So, coattails. Here I am. Straight Facts Homie. Yep. Who is that? Tom Broca. I would like to hear your... Don't you talk about grandpa like that. How would you say... What well, is his closest grandchild. I feel like I can talk about him a little bit. Okay. First off, I am his firstborn grandson. You, and you in he that nursing home loved room? Me. him to bed every night? No, because he had too Thanks. much pride. He wouldn't allow me to touch them... The <laughs> do the cleaning what? in the. Clean. <laughs> what were you doing in there again? I hanging out, helping the guy get to bed. Hanging out every uh, now and again, you need an extra set of hands to put your pants on. What do you want me to say? What do you think Grandpa Taze would say if he heard you saying that right now? I blast! <laughs>
2: Jesse gives, first born grand, idiot. And then Hannah, I mean, marries this kid, Mike Boston. That's stupid. That's a couple of real idiots. They had a podcast, some magical radio way. That's a couple of idiots. I've got your grandfather down. it's not
3: wrong, people.
2: If he's he was a shut in, if he was job. literally just a shut in in his house, like totally recluse, yeah. I could just go in there, answer calls, and people wouldn't even know he's dead. Hang I'd on. just be taking calls.
3: Hang on one second. I think I think we can do something real oh quick. Oh, God. What is happening? Hang on. Cut for time. Cut for time. Cut a lot for, of time. Cutting
2: for no, We don't have to cut for time. We already did it once. You only did one want to show. No, we, Are you looking for a tased clip? Oh, I don't have to look. Oh, I'm excited about this. I don't have to Carlos, look at Carlos, you don't have to get any of this. This is gold right here. It here. Is, here it is. That's why Simmons hired us. <laughs> Giddy up, horse. What, what is, is this? Why I'm so I love horses. What's that animal? What's yeah. right there? Well, what is this? You told me what it
0: was. What's it look like? A dinosaur? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dinosaur.
2: Yeah, and a dinosaur, that's what it is. A little cur- <laughs> okay. smart kid. You got a daddy as dumb as a bag of hammers. Right? A smart, a smart kid. There you go. I nailed it. Aaron Rodgers,
3: though. <laughs> straight card. Uh, straight facts. Tell me. Uh, <laughs> How did you come back? are we? How do you come back from that? It's a goulash episode, baby. Just let it happen. Let's do
2: the spotting of fake.
3: All right. No, it oh, has to go can. straight facts because it leads into spotting. TikTok. Of fake. Then first off. TikTok, yeah, you okay, want to th- go with
2: TikTok news. Go, I, I do. This irritates me as as often does. So I went at Cage last week. Cage, the lawyer from the Luca Braun, Tiger Braun thing, because he had just a, a terribly stupid take. And of course, he called me and groveled and you know, oh, groveled. you were right. You know, man, if you're looking for an intern hire, you know, just just terrible. It was embarrassing. I don't know no, if that's how that I'm worked. kidding. I, I like Matt. Matt took it in stride. He's gonna come on next week and defend his dumped. T- well, I hope he doesn't defend it, but he can try to. Maybe
3: he's got this some more week. Points.
2: Um, our boy Eric, the collectibles guru. I hate the fact that he's become the authority on social media for the hobby. Okay. Like he can put out a tweet and I honestly think it gets more views, reaction, et cetera, than anybody else in the hobby. Who's not a celebrity. I'm not talking like Steve Aoki does it. I mean a hobby only person. Yeah. Right. Now that speaks to two things. One, he's very good at what he does at making news and being a social media person, but like he comes out with a thing and it's a partially quoted email and it's like, and it got picked up by a bunch of other people. TikTok is banning breaking, no more there. When well, I mean, that is not the case, yep. TikTok is banning, banning some mystery products mm-hmm. and they are launching their own sales platform, as they've discussed. You have the email, mm-hmm. a, a direct response from TikTok. Yep. By the way, it's this is also always the case with these stories. The real story is never as sexy as people just saying, well, this is all getting done away with, or that. It will not get the reaction. But here is the truth about the TikTok breaking situation. Jesse Rhodes Gibson, first male-born grandson of taste. <laughs> Give us the high points of that email. I can't read the whole thing.
3: But. Uh, he basically just says for everyday sellers who are circumventing TikTok's e-commerce solution, those guys, those are the ones that they're planning to put a full stop on. Yeah. Uh, but for those who have been invited to the e-commerce program, those, so long as they follow certain rules and whatever, they will be allowed to go on and do that. So. It's not to say that they're completely breaking or they're stopping breaking.
2: Correct. But again, the heading, and and people are making reaction videos to this all over the place, retweeting things. Why don't people ever just do some investigating? And how about an actual source? Not that hard to reach out to people. It's not like we have these magical, like a Rolodex of just sources. We just bother people enough to get information. Yeah, pretty much. It took three minutes to find the real answer to this thing, though, as opposed to an overreaction to an email taken out of context. So straight facts, homie. Be there's careful your, who you listen to. There's, there's a bunch your of fact.
3: There's a bunch of I don't
2: know. I just don't like. That's the same kid who came in. I want to tirade about how's the authority, and I I have no use for that kid anymore, anyways. So
3: what? Well, he's been nice though. I mean, we don't have to be completely mean to him, right?
2: Oh, I'm not being mean. I'm just saying I don't like. Him. I'm not. Does it mean to say I don't like a person's content? And what they say when he <laughs> I speaks, know. I dislike him more. Is that a <laughs>
3: I don't know if uh, our definitions of mean are different. Nah, I'm or not, not a fan. That's okay. Uh let's go on to other interesting things in the hobby. Uh okay. another thing that came out. I think this was last week, but somebody stumbled upon the, Here's if you guys have no plans this weekend, go to your local landfill because someone stumbled upon what appears to be somewhere in the neighborhood of possibly $100,000 worth of unopened Magic the Gathering cards. Like, literally six pallets of unopened Magic cards that some are saying are worth up to $375,000. Um, I think the, the overall sentiment was that they may have gotten rid of these due to uh, overprinting or something like that. but And they are being told that they cannot remove them from the dump. However, you know, if they're close enough to be taking pictures of these, like the opening deal. up and open packs. Um, I don't those spend are a lot going. of time
2: at the dump, but I'm going to go ahead <laughs> just based on the name alone. I can't imagine they have all that much security. That's kind you of what I wondering. Go get those boxes.
3: That's kind of my thought, but who knows? It's just, I thought it was a really interesting story to think too. It's maybe a positive note for Hasbro, who is behind the printing, because they've been getting a lot of flack for overprinting. overprinting. So, you know what? Good for them. Good on them for just dumping some of it to equal things out a little. Uh, that was one story. Another story going on is I have so many tabs open. I have literally, like, <laughs> if you, you'd be sickened. I have maybe 40 tabs open.
2: How are you feeling?
3: Are you all right? <gasps> I feel good. You feel happy? I just like the feel of the sharp knife against okay. my I, soft skin. I'm not skin. mad. I just... how, how soft would you say my skin is compared to others? It's always sweaty. I don't know how no, soft. No, you're talking about the wrong person. Lift your arm. <laughs> okay, maybe under it's, my armpit, maybe. But the wipe, mo- your, wipe your brow. Yeah, there's no sweat there. Okay. I took a shower before I got I here. There's not even said, grease. Oh, I've
2: always said you're a very clean person. I'm not
3: arguing that. I think you're a sweaty person. I'm not a sweaty. My hands and arms typically are not too sweaty. My hands, though, are known for their softness. You I mean, I believe it right now You've never done a day of I believe that. <laughs> I've been holding cards. They have rough edges sometimes. Uh, so here's here's the next. Found yeah, the just tab. move on. Found please. the tab. Straight facts, sake. homie. The, coming up, there's going to be a movie called 48 Hours in Vegas. This movie is directly about Dennis Rodman and what they're calling the madcap adventure uh, in the middle of the 1998 NBA Finals in Vegas. This is interesting because... The person that they're spotting to play Dennis Rodman is Jonathan Majors, the guy who's in the new Creed movie. He's playing Kang. He's huge. Yeah, he's going to be a giant star. In fact, that and that's why I bring this up, is this is really kind of hitting that perfect point for collectors on both the entertainment side of things and for sports collectors with him being cast in this role. If you go to eBay right now, he doesn't have, there aren't any cards, at least any cards that are signed by him. I don't think I've even seen an actual real card of his. So there's that. But he also does have some things that he has signed, like uh, some Funko Pops and some posters and things like that. These things are legitimately selling. Like currently, right now, a signed Funko Pop just sold for 150 bucks by him. Just as a poster of him playing Kang and Ant Man sold for 150. There's one of a Michael B. Jordan uh, poster for Creed Three where it went for 350 dollars. His auto is a popular auto right now, and I honestly think it's only going to get more popular. The Dennis Rodman uh, rookie card is considered to be the uh, 1988 Fleer uh, number 43 card. You know what team he was on that uniform? Uh, uniform? Knicks? Detroit Pistons? Pistons, so close. I was actually looking at the card, and I couldn't tell. It was really small. Um, (laughs) Mike cannot handle it if I talk too long. No, no, it's my chair. You saw that. Yeah, no, it's the chair. Sure. Uh, But anyway, so his... uh, the card itself, if you look at the uh, card letter, I love the fact that they have, like, the population counts. We've talked about it before, but across the major uh, graders out there, there's only, like, as far as PSA 10s go, uh, there's 239. Beckett has, like, one uh, 10. It's got 47 9.5s. And then SGC has seven. So there's <laughs> not a lot of these out there, but they are also going for, like, you know, a ten PSA 500? ten goes for twenty two hundred. Oh wow! I yeah, okay. and that's like a, a recent spike. It was going for like fifteen hundred maybe a month ago. Uh, so, I do think that this could be a decent time to start getting some Rodman cards at a lower price because I think when that movie comes out, with the fact that you got a very huge up and coming star, and then anything you could get with an auto on it. Uh, I just imagine it's going yeah, to do very well. Also, has well. a
2: real cult following. Dennis Rodman, like people, yeah, the for learn. sure. Absolutely people really like him.
3: Well, and he was like a not just like a sports figure back in the nineties and stuff. He was like all over everything. Oh yeah. Um. Okay, so that leads us into our last uh, Straight Facts Homie topic, which is as of earlier this week, I believe, eighty-two year old charged with the sale of fake Michael Jordan cards. I don't know if you saw this. This was in, uh, in the Associated Press. Um so not the AP. Whoa, bro. You're a cultured. Is that where app comes A. From? Uh that is actually. So, guy out of Denver basically for the last 4 years has been selling fake Jordans uh up to made up to $800,000 on these. Some straight sales, some selling for like or trading for like some real Tom Brady cards, but they're of course getting the fake Jordans. Um There's some really interesting stuff that goes into counterfeiting and fakes, and it made me start to think like, okay, when it comes to it, the average collector, what can you do to spot the fake? And that is the segue to our next segment All right. As promised, uh, this is recorded, Jesse, (laughs) coming to you. uh, What's happening? It's Inception. Uh, This is a segment that's all about spotting the fake. We're going to talk about sports cards first. Then uh, we'll end up going back to live, Jesse, and he's going to talk a little Pokemon. But with me for the sports card take is uh, maybe some of you will remember Ryan Nolan he was a big part of the YouTube series that we'd been doing for a long time, where he'd go around to like all 50 states. He was doing uh, some recording of shows, like what's good, what's not at these different shows. But little did I remember was that Ryan also wrote a book, Spotting Fakes, examining the top 50 fake sports cards. So I figured, hey, if we're going to talk about sports cards and how they can be faked, why not go to an expert in the field? So Mr. Ryan Nolan, thank you so much for joining me. How are you?
0: No problem. Good. How about yourself?
3: I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well, especially considering is how 15 minutes ago I wasn't planning on you joining and now you're here. So, man, talk about uh, kismet. Thank you so much for doing this. No problem. Looked out perfect on lunch break, too.
0: Otherwise, <laughs> I'd meetings for the rest of the day.
3: Oh, are you? people, it was meant to be. I'm just saying. Um, All right. So let's get into it real quick. So first off, because you've had some like up close experience with this, but this is in reference to the fact that there was an Associated Press article that came out about how an 82 year old guy in Colorado just recently got charged for faking. When I say charged, he's being like arrested. Um, He's been charged for faking Michael Jordan cards in making upwards of eight hundred thousand dollars over the last four years due to those faked cards. And I just want to see, like, what can we do in this hobby to protect ourselves better? So do you have any tips or tricks like right off the bat as far as overall protection, you know, what 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 we can look out for, but then maybe specifically even
0: for a Jordan card or other experiences you've had? Sure. Let's start with the Jordan cards because at least from what I read, these were PSA slabs that he was using and selling at whether it's card shows or different events and stuff like that. So the first thing I'd recommend is if you ever have like a card in like a plastic sleeve, take it out of the plastic sleeve because the fake slabs don't feel like a normal PSA slab. Seen them a few different times at card shows and talked to dealers who purchased them. And the first thing I noticed with these slabs is they're very slippery in comparison to a real slab. And if you're gonna be spending, you know, even a couple thousand dollars on a card. I mean, people do swap out cards, they try to crack out cases and different things like that. At least first start off by feeling the surface is make sure they feel the same. And what I like to recommend too is you can always walk away from a deal. Like, sure, some cards are tough to find again, but like a Jordan is plentiful. Even in a nine or a 10, they're out there. Not to go on a tangent on that side of things, but like first feel the surface of the slab, make sure it feels okay. Another thing that happens with a lot of these cards that are either cracked out is to look around the edges to see if you see icing around them what used to be kind of i wouldn't say common by any means but one of the ways people scammed was they'd literally crack out real cases and swap out the cards they'd either put an altered example in there or a lower grade or just a fake in general and then seal it back up and that's where the cracking on the sides are another thing you can do wait, too wait, is- wait, wait wait when you say
3: icing what you just mean like cracks or something in the in the shell itself
0: well, on like that, you know how like the slab seals yes. on the outside. So, uh-huh. how like, they have those machines. Well, on stuff that's been opened up, it looks like there's like bright white across the edges. Like, the technical term is like icing or cracking on it, and like it would be very noticeable if you see it. But if that's on a slab, like, try to stay away from it. Another thing too. So, when I saw these in person, they weren't fully sealed. You could actually hear them click if you put the slab next to your ear. Whereas, like a real PSA slab is like sonically welled, like you're not going to hear that crack. You could hear the crack anytime you put next there. You could actually even put your fingernail across this sides of it and kind of prop it open, which that's a huge major red flag on that side of things. Another thing I'd recommend is also take a look at like the Lighthouse logo. What's, what kind of sucks now is a lot of these scammers aren't... Re- fully reproducing the lighthouse what they're doing is they're cracking out real examples and putting the the logo on inside fake slabs there there's some versions where people have fake logos and everything like that towards the top but most of the time right now it's cracked from real ones so you can't use that as much as you used to um but I'd also recommend trying to take a look at the card and see if it's legitimate or not now if it's an altered example or if it's a lower grade that kind of makes it really tough right because you already see it's a real card and you expect it being slabbed up that this is the legitimate gray. This is how it is. Um, but on the fake one side of things, really use a loop and take a look at the printing details. What I try to recommend to people is cards are printed on the same sheet. So get yourself a cheap common from a set and at least look at it front and side by side on the loop. Look at the printing. If it's raw, you can feel the texture of the card inside the slab. You should not be able to feel the texture of the card. So it's a little bit different on that side of things. But really, really try to educate yourself before you're spending a lot of money. and it happens to people like especially in larger deals like you're going really fast you know you see a jordan in there you expect it's real so it happened to multiple dealers that i've talked to people used it towards trade got legit cards from that for those fake jordans or got in cash
3: so in this situation where the obviously it's already in a case maybe the case looked real the if they were to check that number on the the psa card uh on the PSA website excuse me for pop counts and things like that you're saying would that actually come up or no
0: so some cards they do show up now because PSA has started imagery so you can actually put in that serial number PSA has started to flag a lot of the different fake Jordans out there and the fake Tom Brady cards and they'll say like this cert is deactivated and those are more of the common examples but you can also see the image on them and One thing I recommend too is try to look up and see if the defects on the specific card line up exactly. Like even a 10, they're gonna have different things on there that appear like kind of like a fingerprint for an individual. Each vintage card or even older cards have characteristics that you can kind of tell on that side of things.
3: Okay. Now, obviously, other than like looking at it through a loop, like just to check printing. Like if I am looking at it through a loop, again, a loop is just like a magnifying glass just to check the printing style. Um, obviously probably not, I think it's like a dot matrix is what they, they use today for printing styles. Is that something you would find on this or is it different?
0: So you definitely want to look at the print dots based around it. Look for solid printing on lines. I mean, the fake Jordans out there have really, really poor printing. I mean, they've improved quite a bit over the time. One thing that people really recommend is take a look at like the FLIR logo at the top right and look underneath it because a lot of the counterfeits aren't exactly like that also on the back if you look at the the bulls logo the eyes in the past the printing was really shoddy and wasn't crisp as well as like the basketball at the bottom and some of the copyrights on the back side of things there's also some other hints like the the colons and different things like there's so many different fake examples of Jordans out there it's not like a, there's only one fake copy of a Jordan each one has their own specific characteristics but when you're trying to buy the car like you want to go through like a checklist like all right this this is on the card this is on the card this is on the card and I'll send you also like a screenshot from the book as well. So you can put it on the screen or show that I just don't have the book next to me.
3: Oh, this is a podcast. So no one can see it anyways, but I'll draw a mental picture for everyone. How about that? Um Sounds so, good. Okay. So that's the Jordan, but in general, say I'm look, I'm, I have maybe a vintage or a modern. I, I don't know if there's a big difference in spotting so, fakes between those two. Is. Okay.
0: Yeah. Like in a vintage card as well, you can use a black light. I don't know how familiar are with those, yes. but it's based off of the stock of the card. Now, Vintage cards, like you're talking about 50s, 60s, and pre-war cards and stuff like that, if you use a black light on it, they should not flash bright. Modern cards, they will flash really, really bright. And that's a really quick and easy way. Like I was showing someone the other day, they sent in... A 55 Bowman mantle. And I showed him, like, look, this is a fake mantle. First off, there's a lot of cracking all over the card, which is a really easy way to tell if a card's fake. A lot of people try to artificially age vintage cards and put cracking over them. They're called spider cracks. It doesn't really exist on those vintage cards. So if you see that, it's a way someone artificially ages them. You can also look at corners and kind of see if, like, does this look natural to me or not? Like sometimes people use scissors and try to cut it out, and you're like, this looks such, such, such a bad fake. But use a black light and a vintage card is really bright chances are it's fake they also say
3: like uh, if you can actually get your hands on the card before purchasing the feel a lot of times because it was made out of cardboard so that feels a little more rugged uh for a real card and then also if it's a little too shiny uh obviously that's also a giveaway because those cards wouldn't have been um as far as like a modern fake though what how do you really spot a modern fake i feel like that could be maybe more easily done because I guess if you're looking through a loop, I would guess that is a dot matrix. So modern printing would still be the same as what the fakes are using. What else could you do?
0: Yeah, so modern fakes, honestly, the printing and the quality of the cards pretty bad. Like I've covered a fake Tom Brady on the channel as well, where you just look at the colors on them and the fake one is pretty shoddy in the printing as well. Sometimes they'll have some specific errors in there. Now, like on the fake cards from the 90s, I'm not a full expert on those on how people Added stamps on and like very, very minor print details on that. There's a ton of different things on blowout forms, but I just don't really collect those cards. So I haven't really done all the research on that side of things. But with the modern, as well, like it's very, very shoddy printing. Now, even they do have fake chrome cards, just to let you know. But the chrome material isn't nowhere near where it's supposed to be. The the most fake modern cards right now to to stay away from. So what a few different scammers are doing is they're putting on fake autographs on cards and then also stamping that this is a certified autograph by Panini. And this affected, I think it was a lot of 2017 through 2019 football cards. Uh, People used Josh Allen, they used Tom Brady, and they just printed on the back, this is certified auto. They would wipe down or buy a sticker online and use a fake Brady auto and paste it on there. The problem was, like a lot of grading companies, they looked at the back, saw it said certified auto and so that there's a sticker on there with the Panini logo, and then they slabbed them up, and those got through. And also, people are doing those on printing plates with stars. So, like, you, you would never think that, oh, it's a printing plate. Who's going to fake an autograph on a printing plate? Well, lo and behold, that's what they're doing. Wow. So, at this point, then, if I'm, like, if it's getting
3: past the graders, like, how how do I, the lowly collector, uh, how do I, is there anything that you would suggest in that situation? If if I see a card online, it's a Brady Auto, And I can't, it's not graded. So I'm not even sure of that, but anything I can look out for at all?
0: Yeah. So the first thing I'd recommend is try to look in that set and make sure that card is an actually autographed card, because some of these cards that are being autographed in the set are not autographs. So make sure that those line up. Like there's a lot of websites like Cardboard Connection will tell you, or even Beckett will say, these are the cards that are supposed to be autographed. You know, this is the print run that are supposed to be. Does, is it supposed to have a serial number or not? Like, make sure everything lines up. And on the other side of things, like, make sure the autograph is legit. Like, obviously, no one's an autograph expert. I wouldn't say no one, but if you're buying a card, like, you don't, you should not be an autograph expert by any means. But try to take a look. And if the signature is way off, maybe that's just not the card to buy. Maybe you look for another one that looks very close to a consistent autograph of the athlete.
3: Okay, cool. Yeah, I saw a couple other recommendations and I think this was these were your recommendations too. It's like checking fonts and colors against other card uh, uh, the same card or maybe similar cards in the set and then of course uh looking looking for duplicate uh authentic cards uh that would be out there. So, obviously Even the
0: Sharpie too. I thought I'd interrupt, but even the Sharpie as well, like make sure the Sharpie is the same as the normal athlete signs with within that set because you can tell like how thick the autograph is. I mean, if it wants like a super, super thin font signed versus a thick autograph, you know, it's kind of weird, right? It'd be in the same signing session.
3: Oh man. That's all. Yeah. That's a great idea. Um, dude, thank you so much, Ryan, for coming on here again. So last minute, Ryan Nolan of breakout cards, that's your, uh, Twitter. That's your YouTube. Um, that's the majority of your handles, right?
0: Yeah, that's correct.
3: Okay. So then you and you also have your book on Amazon. You can go get if you guys want to get a copy of this for yourself, spotting fakes, examining the top 50 fake sports cards. But you didn't know you were just going to get some uh, free shout outs today uh, on the Sports Cards Nonsense podcast. Did you, Ryan?
0: No, I did not. I
3: appreciate it, man. I was literally (laughs) just about to go
0: back into the office and then I saw your text. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to wait another 10 minutes or so.
3: after this podcast, you're not going to need that office anymore. Go ahead and put, turn in that resignation. Ryan, thank you again so much. We really appreciate all the insight. And I'm going to throw it back to live, Jesse, where we're going to talk a little bit more, but just about Pokemon cards. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Jesse, for throwing it back to me. I'm here live with Mike in the studio. So you heard a little bit about this. Co- thanks,
2: Jeff. Who, who are you talking to us right now?
3: When you listen to the pipe, you'll fully understand what just happened. But right now, you're living in the live world with me, okay. and we're going to finish off the fake segment with just touch on Pokemon cards because this is also a huge deal in the Pokemon world if you're buying something, especially if it's not graded.
2: The fakes are a big thing?
3: The fakes are a huge thing.
2: You got people faking lizards? So what you're telling me?
3: I, you you would be surprised, but are they you? are. And the, here are some of the easiest things to do to help you spot a fake. Um, I'm going to point out essentially five things. Card color is one. Okay. So a lot of times the card color will be a little brighter, a little uh, more pop to it than, say, the their original. So that's one way to spot. The card font, sometimes you're going to see a little bit thinner font than a normal Pokemon card would. So if the font looks like it's, you know, there just seems something off, maybe it's a little smaller, maybe it's thinner, that's going to be a big red flag. If you can actually feel it, the card feel is also going to be a factor where it's going to be a little more bendy. Um, oh, yeah, it's also, the
2: card stock that that is always
3: to be yes, of the, yeah. The card stock and the in the ink quality. Yep, the glossy factor as well. They're typically a little glossier. And then finally, if you if this is not like the the end all be all card for you, there's always the rip test, which. If you rip a fake card in half, the re- way you can tell is on real cards, they have like this black lining to it here. Are
2: you going to rip a card right now?
3: Yeah. Oh, you there are. There I already, here, already rip- did. I ripped one. So you can see how there's like a black. Like when you rip it, it's not just all white, right? There's almost like this black it's la- line. Is it layers of paper? You yeah, it's is? like an a ink layer. So it's this black ink Is layer that's in there. Yeah, that's a real one. So that's how you know it's that's real. Pretty cool. I don't have a, uh, unfortunately, I don't have a fake one. But if it was a fake, Where's it would just else? be all white if you ripped it in half. Um, those are going to be hmm. the big things. that Other people have said uh, you can, if you can see through the card, like if there's any light that actually gets through it, if you were in a dark room, had a flashlight right over it, if light comes through it at all, then that's one way too. That's also a way you can tell on real sports cards as well. If they're fake, um, there should be no light coming through. Um <laughs> Who would have sunk that? Yeah, that that rounds out the the big major factors for finding a fake Pokemon and again p- sports card. Thank you to Ryan for joining for that segment. That was awesome. That, he's a smart kid. Oh, guys, guys, a little. He's on top of it. You know what else? He's, we were talking about. Not only is he doing like what did he say? Data analysts for his full time job. He's going around all these shows. He's writing books about fake cards. He also is like Jonathan, uh, my cousin, our cousin's uh, husband, oh. John. <laughs> don't do this. Uh, Jonathan French, if you oh, will. Yes, yes, yes. Jonathan <laughs> is an ultra marathon runner. And so is Ryan. He like literally runs. He said he's getting ready for like a, I think a 50 K or he just got done. His last one, it was a hundred K a hundred K. What, what are these people? How do they do this? It doesn't make sense to me running smart. You can drive <laughs> that
2: a lot faster. You can run it. So
3: <laughs> just get in your car, Seriously. dummy. Um, all right. There's your straight facts homies segment people.
2: All right. I wasn't paying attention to a lot of what you said. I was over here. I was actually over here doing what I'm supposed to be doing for the next segment, which is bidding on items at, uh, uh, pristine auctions. We've messed what are you that. bidding on?
3: You're not bidding on the Wayne Gretzky, are you?
2: No, I saw that. I thought you were going to do that again, which is fine. You're Why did you think it. I
3: was going to do it? You talked about it in the past. Well, it's cause it's still a very hot card. I was looking up the, so one of the cards on the, so hang on rewind. We work with, uh, pristine. They have an auction that ends on Sundays. um, for their trading cards. And we like to go through and see what might be some good uh, hits in there. They also offer anybody who's new, who has not gotten in on this before you can get uh, $10 free whenever you sign up for a new account using the promo code nonsense. Now Mike and I are just going through and just seeing what, what we think you so might be interested the, in? This
2: is the weekly auction too. trading card auctions. These all end Sunday evening. Yep. Number one is, is a nice one. The the most expensive card in that weekly auction as of right now. Oh, what this is it? Is the only thing I don't understand is it says BCCG5. But this does not look like the traditional BCCG holder. It's a Hank Aaron. It's the rookie. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I you like. Think it's the, a fake?
3: No, I don't think it's a <laughs> fake. You don't rip it in half. We'll find out. So that that's a big card, obviously. Oh, um, you know what? There's one other thing that you can actually see in this picture if it's a fake or not specifically only with Beckett Beckett on the bottom part of their grades. They have like this little like indentation of letters and numbers and it'll say P A T fakes often have a just P A T when the real ones have P A T period. So if you see one that just says P A T and no period after it, that's a fake.
2: So there was a, it was good to know a couple of cards that stood out to me. Uh, I don't traditionally traditionally like the pro set stuff. It's that new pro set, the quad auto on the homepage here. Uh, I actually just bid 600, and I've been outbid. since been gone up even more now. It's at 650. It's Steph Curry, Magic, Dame Lillard, Allen Iverson, uh, numbered eight of eight. It's a pretty ridiculous-looking card. I do like that one. I also bid on a box of 2021 Mosaic football, a cello cello box, um, just because Trevor Lawrence is crazy hot. I like that product. I actually like the multi-packs of those. You get three in one, so.
3: I bid on a box of uh, Sword and Shield Pokemon, but someone set their auto high bid, and it bumped it up to what my max was going to be, so boo on you person however that Wayne Gretzky it's just uh, on there as authentic um, if you check on eBay and card letter uh, sales history sales I think the the last uh, authentic went for $430 right now that card is up for $157 oh, so you yeah. Bid? yeah yeah I've thrown a bid on there I'm just I'm pretty sure I'm going to get outbid so
2: why don't you try to believe in something
3: <laughs> that's also a fair point Michael thank you um, we did do the mint, uh, giveaway. So there, someone won the box of mosaic as well as four guys got tickets to the mint. Again, that comes up at the end of the month. We're going to do one more giveaway this coming Monday, a similar thing where we post on our socials, um, just follow the instructions to enter. You'll, uh, be able to either get tickets, hopefully if you win. And first place was going to get a box, probably another mosaic box or something similar. So. There is that. That leads us all the way down to mailbag. a huge old mailbag. Not anymore. We already wasted too much time here. On the Facebook. Actually, sure. no, because the, the recording uh, was about 10 minutes or so.
2: But it's a it's twelve forty right is, now. Our time, I'm saying, we're forty no, minutes in.
3: we th- no, we're not. Well, Real including time. the recording, we are forty three minutes we in. We wasted
2: time early. That's why we didn't waste it. We were we started late. Now. We had
3: right, yes. let's go. Forty three minutes and we got so much time. Rapid let's go. fire.
2: We're going. This is one of the few times I'm going to say it. We're standing by it, so don't blow it over there by talking too much. We're going through every single one. Go. Oh,
3: I go. Let's go. I don't go. know. Make a move. Matt Shones starting to get Bowman auto redemptions coming in from Chrome draft season. Is it best to send those to BGS sealed uh, or remove the sticker and wipe down like a normal sub process? Wasn't sure if I was, if perception of sealed card is beneficial for grade. No. Oh, same as anything else. Open it up, wipe it down, make it clean, then send it in. Tyler Rodriguez. What do you think are the long-term values of the first-year home field advantage cards from 2022 Tops?
2: These are interesting. So those are like those case hits, uh, home field advantage. I like the product. It's similar to like a downtown look to it almost, but a baseball version. I think they'll carry over well. They're not crazy expensive, and they have not been overhyped oh. yet. So I
3: do think there's value there, and especially with the first. Does I that don't- not feel like an exact downtown ripoff, though? Like, that's what I thought when I saw it. A little bit. It does a little bit, but it's definitely somewhat different. But yeah, I could see that. Yep. Okay. Uh, John Boren, what was the best run of sports cards products? I would have to say the early 2010s when there were number of parallels, uh, but not a million. And when Tops and Upper Deck had releases for multiple sports.
2: 1997, 1998 to me. That was like the peak of collecting, in my opinion. You had brands like Finest, uh, Tops, Chrome, all these different products with crazy, awesome inserts, high-end refractors that weren't high-end yet, and there was multi-sport. Every sport was licensed. That, to me, was the best. Topps Gold Label, my favorite of all time, Bowman's Best. A lot of those things back
3: then still my favorites. Jeremy Byers, Mm. what are you looking forward to more, the Mint Collective or the National?
2: This is tough, actually. Well, you can go ahead. I was going to
3: say, in this situation, I am looking forward to the Mint more because we actually have a table there. We're going to be doing panels. It's going to be... and. And to be fair, last year I had more fun at the Mint than I did at the National. There's
2: almost too much at the National when you're there working.
3: It was crowded. It was crazy. Yeah, we're not
2: doing the big setup this year at the National. Honestly, too, we're going to be close to the due date, so I'm not going to be. We should book
3: a hotel. Have you booked a hotel?
2: No, but I don't know how many days. And I'm driving because I want to be able to get back home if she goes. and She shouldn't that early. But just in case, like, I don't think I'm going to have a huge presence at the National. I also think. Is she coming, by the way?
3: No. Because I think Sam may want to come. So
2: I also think the national is more of the event to go to, but real work, actual things happening. We made more deals, like sponsorship deals, mm-hmm. contacts, et cetera, at the mint. Yeah. So this year, all things being said, where I don't just have a bunch of extra time like I normally do, I'm actually looking more forward
3: to the mint. Uh, Jeremy, I'm sorry, Cole Benz, if you could sample one of the following foods from Seinfeld, which would it be? Cinnamon Babka. You don't have to read. Are you kidding me? The Mackinac peaches, really. I'm good. The way they ate them made me always crave one. But I'll tell you, it's not even on the list. He also mentioned the calzone, the marble rye. Mine that's not on the list is when they were on their way up. I think it was maybe it's to the cabin or maybe it was the when they're up to the lobster place the No, the tomatoes hampton that's yeah where hamptons, you could right? eat it like an apple or something i always wanted oh, to try that that's tomato. the one
2: going to the hamptons because that's where you steal in the lobster traps yes. and on the way back isn't he gets, that your girlfriend yep. he gets
3: hit in the face tomato Next. right in the face all right uh by thank the way you.
2: nat also answered that question the poached lobster on the eggs probably pretty good that is
3: okay Andre uh, Joseph Boulez, I apologize, Boulay. man, I but, butcher it every time. In regards to investing by holding wax, what's Mike's advice on selling in the short term, midterm years. and long term, and how uh, how do you know when to sell?
2: I mean, a couple obviously just very obvious markers is somebody from that class all of a sudden going crazy, like is somebody really popped, like in 2017 when Aaron Judge went nuts and popped and was hitting all the home runs hey, this dude has his first prospect card in
3: 2013. Okay. 2013 really popped. You do it. Um, I'm going to tell you right now is probably a good time to sell that Luca 2018 prison box. Yeah, like right now is a I ton mean, of hype around there. Do you I'm think that would ever be higher than this unless they don't find that? Not the in the near future. Okay. Like in 20 years, is it
2: like real estate where houses just, you know, like every decade, they go up a little bit no matter what? Yeah. Maybe. But but yeah, I agree with that too. Um, yeah, it's just kind of an idea of, key, of the rookie class. I think the rookie classes in those products is generally the major needle mover.
3: Next. Andrew Donnelly, in the breaks I have seen and on eBay, the only J-Rod autos I've seen are the UFO redemption variations for Bowman's best. Does that seem odd to you?
2: Interesting. I've not. So I've only seen the UFO redemption as well. I saw one of those in a case break we did. I hope this isn't a situation where they left him (laughs) off. Although, you know, let me look at the checklist because now I'm curious, is he supposed to be
3: Do we have to pause for time? No, no, no,
2: go ahead. Ask the next question.
3: Don't you (laughs) dare. Pause for time. Actually, let me skip down to one that uh, you don't have to handle. Uh, While you're looking into it, Carl Lagerbaum, Jesse, do you see any glaring inconsistencies with graded Pokemon prices?
2: Hang on. J-Rod has two real quick. The UFO auto, as mentioned, and the best of 2022 rookie auto.
3: But those are also just tough pulls.
2: So maybe he just, I would hope, though, that has not been forgotten. That would be a tough one. What about that Pokemon, Jesse?
3: (laughs) Is one grading company better than the other, uh, like in sports cards? So interesting you say that. When I was first looking into this, uh, there was somebody who said PSA is king, and that maybe that is the case in, in some situations. However, other than like we talked about earlier in the show, other than just listening to what this one guy said in some uh, report, I wanted to actually look into it myself. So I just pulled uh, a Charizard VMAX Alt Art card. This. I swear to you, this was not me cherry picking. This was the very first card. All I did was put in into eBay Pokemon and SGC because I wanted to compare because I know SGC is doing a big push for Pokemon cards right now.
2: Was it 12 bucks a card? 15 a card?
3: I th- Look that up while I'm talking about it. Ooh, that felt good. You're always telling me to look stuff up. Oh, yeah. Look that up, Mike. Do it.
2: Oh, I know. You're so- talking to
3: me. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so that was the very first card that came up. Um, I did a search. The PSA... 10 version of uh, this Charizard VMAX Alt-Art. If anyone wants to know exactly which one it is, it's the SWSH261 card. The most recent 10 I could find of that card sold for $165 for, again, PSA 10. There is not another PSA 10 that I could find anytime recent. Um, So I'm stepping it down to a a 9. If you look, the PSA 9s are selling for 28 bucks. There is a SGC 9.5 that sells for $48, which again should sell a little bit higher, right? I, at this point, the nine selling at 28 and this selling, the SGC selling at 48, makes me think that maybe there is a closer price than what others were saying as far as PSA being king. But I mean, honestly, I think the best thing you can do is just double check your pricing. As you pull the card, if, I mean, once you know what card's actually hot, then double check what it's being sold for. However, all that being said, we've talked about this before. Grading pricing is what it is right now. Like if a grader is hot right now. If that's the top grader, then yeah, they're going to sell for more. If this is a card you plan to hold for a longer term, just consider what might, what grading company might be on the rise, what might be on the fall, you know. I, and I'm saying that about all major grading companies out there. That's all I can say about that. All right. Next question. Andrew Donnelly. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Cody James in baseball. What has been the best main series release series one, two or update of tops paper since 2010? I don't actually know. They're all the same to me.
2: They're all paper. They're all flagship. It just depends on the rookie class. So I, I'm not really positive. Like what I, I think they all have big main releases, so I'm not really sure. I, I didn't really get that question, unfortunately.
3: Okay. Um, this is an interesting one. I would be curious of your take. Dylan John Blatz, three-namer. I recently spoke with my friend Nick Pants, who is collecting VHS tapes. Considering they are often so cheap or free, it seems like a low-risk play. What mint-conditioned VHS tape would you guys ha- add to your collection? Do you have a... Interesting in condition VHS. You, you had a VCR. Were you? Mm-hmm. Did you have enough money
2: for? You? So I did. We, we had a couple of videos and I would watch them on replay because we had nothing else and no cable. Sure. The original Batman with Michael Keaton.
3: Oh, you had, you actually bought that? No, no. These are okay. bootlegged. Okay. Oh, this
2: was like the recording.
3: Yeah. My dad would always like record something that came on like TV or something.
2: Um, Toy Story as a kid. I remember the first one. Oh, okay. And then the other one was A League of Their Own. Oh, always loved really? that Really?
3: See, I would, Davis. if I'm if I'm going to be attached to a VHS, I'm just going to go with the first one I remember ever having. E.T. Uh, Jungle Book, the Disney movie in the thick, you know, that thick yep. white thing. Yeah, that's how Toy Story came. I don't. And again, those thick white VHS tapes, there was a small period of time where those were like hot and they were more valuable. I've since looked into that. They're really that's not really a thing at this point unless you just find something super rare. So. Uh now we already did him. Lightning round. Don Lightning round. Don Getters, thoughts on Panini baseball products now being gone, or do you see them coming back if Fanatics does acquire Panini?
2: I have no idea on the acquisition quite part of the question, but if they did, then yeah. I mean, obviously i think they'd keep some brands flawless, different stuff like that. I would I would say
3: yes. A selfish question. Does this mean any outstanding Panini baseball or redemptions are toast, or can players still sign their cards?
2: My understanding here is they still could sign cards because it was a previously um handled contract Oh, so, okay. so and if not you get like a redemption or a, a replacement of the redemption that is my understanding it made sense to me so i'm sticking with it what does he mean by thoughts on panini baseball products now being gone because yeah, panini still has the licensing through 2023 i believe they can make them all this year i think that's right
3: am I a year off on this well do what licensing do they need when it's not um when there's no the mlb license the mlb so, license right. but yeah okay
2: Well, the Players Association license is what allows them to make cards now without licensing. So that's what they have. But they're about to lose both. Once that happens, they will only be able to make cards, if they choose to, of prospect players, because they're not in the MLBPA yet, or retired and veteran, like retired players.
3: Interesting. Okay. Nat Thorpe, if you were to start collecting right now from zero cards in your collection, what would you do to build the collection you have I mean, I would,
2: so I've always been a quantity over quality guy. I'd go out and buy a nice Brady and I go out and buy one nice Griffey. I've also always liked to have a collection. that's well-rounded. I want a nice Griffey card. I want a nice Brady. I want a nice bird. I bought a nice card today. It was cheap. It's like 100 bucks, a Pedro Martinez game used button patch from National Treasures. Interesting. Stuff like that. I like the unique low-numbered kind of higher dollar cards, or at least even if they're not high dollar, like that's not a high dollar card, but it's number two or two. There's not a ton of Pedro buttons, and he was a
3: favorite player. I think my take, since I am relatively new to this, would be I've strictly done, I collect what I like. Uh, I don't do sets or anything like that. But if I was brand new, I also think what would be really fun is based on my budget, Just buy one card of every sport slash part of the hobby that I like, say, you know, basketball, football, baseball, but also uh, Pokemon, and then just keep leveling that card up to the best card. I like that. Uh, Jeff Howe.
2: I got this one real quick. yeah, Jeff Howe, because when
3: selling cards in bulk,
2: do you do team lots or player lots? And which is more likely to move? I do player lots. Put all your same players together. I always find them much easier to move that way.
3: I don't know if you know the answer to this one, but Hayes Chandler Hudson wants to know, what do you think about Topps know, Fanatics going to do, what they're going to do with the Judge Goldschmidt cards no that are turned in for credit? Yeah. Like, I
2: wonder if they use them as buybacks. So they use them as like autographs and buyback products? Not all of them, though. I mean, obviously, there's way too many, Ooh. but I have zero clue. Well, I haven't heard them speak about it, so I don't know.
3: We could actually, we would probably ask a card shop to see if they are required to send them into Topps. Oh, yeah, Topps is getting them. Yeah, exactly. Okay um ben Methern, would you rather see fanatics get rid of certain products completely such as first edition stuff opening day dumping. yep or keep them for walmart slash target and make more products like bowman and top's flagship hobby only
2: i actually like to move of just getting rid of some of the skews to me it shows like a response to the market these aren't really great get rid of them we don't even need to dump them in the retail and that way the stuff that goes into retail still has some appeal to the masses so okay yep nice
3: Max, Indy Mr. the Intern. Indy the Intern. What actors would play Mike and Jesse if, they were, uh, if there was a movie about them? There is a movie about us. It's called The Hobby. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, I
2: have a clear one in mind for me.
3: I'd be curious. Is it alive or dead or both? Can it, be, can it be dead? Can it be alive and dead? Can it be both
2: is the real question? Mine was alive, like a, a current actor today.
3: A current this actor This is also for selfish. You? Like,
2: this is who I would want to play me. Matt Damon. Mark Wahlberg. Oh, Mar- yeah,
3: okay. Mark Wahlberg. Of Who course. Who would
2: play you? Uh, Kevin James. <laughs> Dang
3: it. it! How did you know I that's what so. I was thinking? I, I was so. saying Chris Farley, of course. Um, but yeah, I guess Kevin James would be fine. Yep. Any other big fat like any big, big guy- funny guys these days? I can't really think. They all die. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what is that next one? question?
2: What that mean? <laughs> Mikey Q. This we talked about oh, earlier? Yeah. Tops Gilded started off super hot, has since faded. Are rookies and autos holding. Worth holding and slabbing, or is it a quick flip play? The big names are. But a lot of like the other stuff falls off. Like the the nineteenth Joey Votto auto that sells, there's a big drop. The tenth you know, wander, J Rod, whatever, it's probably worth slabbing and moving on with. William Edward has the silly question. The most biased Bills fan
3: in the world. <laughs> Thoughts on Josh <laughs> Allen breaking every NFL passing record and winning five Super Bowls. How
2: about can Josh Allen make one Super Bowl? And then we can talk about it, Billy, <laughs> Billy boy.
3: <laughs> I like Will. Mike Van Velsen. Oh, this guy must be new. I don't remember that yeah. last name. With the declining prices of NFL hobby boxes due to the market and the 2022 draft class, do you expect them to stay in line, continue to decrease, or increase with the more exciting 23 draft class, which could have four to five first round QBs?
2: I think we'll keep seeing it kind of stay about where it's at and maybe even drop off a little bit okay um i actually just bought some prism though for like 600 bucks a box that was the rebuy price by the way um and then yeah i do think though there will be so much buzz about next year this will drop off a little more and then there'll be that turning where all of a sudden hey that one's too expensive 2021 super expensive let me go back to 2022 which is actually pretty good oh it's underrated i think that's kind of the period we're at right now brian the next question was interesting you talked about like distributors and breakers like, how can consumers trust them? Are they weighing their boxes? I don't know what the appeal would be for a distributor to weigh their boxes.
3: Why would, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's any benefit there. Well, save them for like the best, like save them for their top customers. clients or something.
2: I guess. And then for us,
3: and also, he I don't makes know. makes the point of like, there is no accountability. Sure.
2: I also don't know though, uh, what weight has to do with the majority of products, how that would help. Like but in also, general, like if a super auto weighs the same as a base auto, like it doesn't help. So I don't think it's that identifiable.
3: And also, okay, so take out, because this seems like a fairly new thought in the hobby. At least I don't remember it when we first started the pod. Take out Backyard Breakers for a second and the theory that they are getting loaded boxes. Who else is getting loaded? Are, is Are we just saying that, backyard right, it the just only started one? with demos
2: yeah. that's another hole in that theory though all of a sudden these kids who don't have anywhere near the connection some of these veteran breakers have had for years yeah somehow these guys are just get that's what i mean the theory and he even mentioned like even as breakers he trusts us as to do a break for him i mean that's what it comes down to if you trust it you trust it if you don't i understand that to me there's no card in the world in a new product or any product that's worth me losing my reputation over yeah like the business makes a lot of money i'm not going to risk that to, to steal somebody's card. So,
3: but, I think I, but I
2: think there's plenty of fraud, so you have to be careful. So I, I see the reason for asking the question, but there also needs to be balance. Like, how far down the wormhole are we going to go?
3: The problem is you and I have a very myopic view of this because we only see through our own point of view, which is we're good people. We wouldn't <laughs> cheat them. I would. In a well, heartbeat. of course you would, but let's just say you weren't. I just think that there are a, there are a lot of scumbags out there. you got to be so, careful. No, yeah. no question. Brian Schoam. Would you grade a one-of-one?
2: One? I do, all the time. I think it's easier to sell. Expensive cards sell
3: easier in holders. Yep. The, oh, my So I have a, a pro and a con for that. My con is I hate seeing it not a 10, even though it's a one-of-one. One. I agree. I hate seeing it not a 10. My pro, though, is at least people know it's authentic. Yep. And so, they know the condition. Exactly. Uh, Ryan Martinez is the best time to buy, sell, hold Brock Purdy with him at his lowest if you have him, out of 99. Yep. If you
2: have them, you hold them. If you don't have them, wait and then buy them in another couple of months. Because again, that surgery is not fixing itself overnight. Plenty of time to buy. If you've got them, just keep holding.
3: Mauricio Santillian, I believe. Is it time to put wizard. that football in the uh put that football in the closet and wait till the season starts? Or should yes. I try and sell some of these question mark players then uh He's talking about Kyle Trask, Jordan Love, et cetera. Okay, yeah. Thank those guys you.
2: are interesting. Does Kyle Trask get named the starter in Tampa? Does Aaron Rodgers get traded and then Jordan Love? In general, just wait on football. But if there's major
3: offseason moves that affect pricing, be ready to sell those guys. But in general, you just hold it. Yep. Okay. Chris August, what are the big sets from the collecting side of things for non-sport or mainstream sport? What are the top Star Wars sets? What are the top Marvel sets? What are the top F1 sets? Star Wars masterpieces, like believe, crazy. Yeah, I think that might be the top. We graded and sold a ton of that this offseason or this uh what past few months. Upper deck is doing a lot of Marvel sets. Um there there's a few different ones though. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head which the best. I will say though, like we've talked about before, if you're looking for the rookie class, I think most consider it the nineteen ninety Impel set. So um and the F one sets is the
2: top's I mean tops dynasty is Unbelievably nice. Like that's the one card. That's the one. Eddie just pulled the one hundred and one jumbo zipper patch oh, auto of yeah. Lewis Hamilton.
3: He's always pulling something good. He pulled in the, F1. the
2: one of the other dude last year who was yeah. unbelievable. Verstappen
3: um, or something like that.
2: Yeah, Maxford. Look at you.
3: I I love just, sports.
2: Hey, Randy has a Randy has a question. Looking for a Kobe auto, where do I go? eBay or shows? I always would rather buy a card at a show than on eBay. I just think it's cooler to do it that way. But you can buy them anywhere. There is so many Kobe autos. Like people forget, he signed everything under the sun all the time. So
3: either um, way don cox listened to a few minutes earlier you got a little pokemon talk in there there'll be more though i well, I've had a lot of positive he said, can we get some more pokemon and oh card talk no next question <laughs> no i already <laughs> said you could we'll get some more later though but um there's a there there's been a, a demand christopher shoemaker You said Bowman Best is product of the year so far, but you are worried about market uh, saturation with high number of big names coming out of it. Are you worried about that?
2: No. Uh, Again, I know there's a lot of it. I don't care. I think it's an awesome product. The checklist is stupid
3: loaded. I'm in. There are so many questions. I have to like refresh my page because I don't think I got them all. All right. Jeff Ng was discussing the history of the hobby recently and an interesting question came up that I'd like to hear your take on. What is something that you think could kill the hobby now? I'm thinking of a drop akin to the impact of the junk wax era.
2: That's it right there, by the way. Okay. If there was all of a sudden some truth to it and just a crazy, overwhelming, unbelievable notion that everything is being overprinted and there is no value left, that is the only thing that really kills so to speak the hobby and even then it doesn't kill it it kills the new hobby but all the guys who are like well i only mess with 90s anyways or pre-tooth doesn't really do anything for them but that would have a major major savagely
3: hurtful impact on it the the last part though he is interesting he says are there any warning signs
2: i mean like if you start seeing products like we saw this a couple years ago the first year prism just went absolutely insane it was like okay there's too much prism something's you know something's up here um but yeah, I just think we're away
3: from that. I don't know. And it's also, I feel like we're at a time where, you know, they didn't have like the internet like we have today when this was going on and information travels so fast. If companies hear from the majority that, oh, there's too much of this, they've obviously, they've started taking some steps to adjust that. So to think that they would even let that happen would be a surprise. I don't, yeah, I don't know.
2: And again, they actually specifically, our guy, David Liner, specifically started with at the conference, Uh, was it two weeks ago Mm -hmm. like we are well aware that there was a junk wax era era and we're very well aware that we have to be careful and avoid that and this is not what we're going to do is print to that level oh that's cool interesting again they have said all the right things so far i know people don't believe anything anybody says i tend to actually lean toward they've been pretty accountable i buy it
3: okay uh so if it does happen we'll blame you that sounds good joel smith I'm waiting on a 2022 Topps Update Bryce Harper Auto uh, out of 10 Redemption. The status just changed to request a sub. I'm not a Harper collector. I'd use use it to fund a PC card when it does come back. Is it worth the wait or worth requesting a sub? I
2: think I'd wait. That's a big auto. Harper to 10. Plus, even if it takes another month or two, you're in the season. I'd wait on that one. Maximize the value. Get that card back.
3: Um, I also wanted to just give a quick shout out to Ruben Mitchell. He's sometimes in the mailbag. He wasn't today, but he provides like a lot of interesting information, especially like today, that Rodman uh, story was from him. Thank you for that. And uh, anybody else who reaches out guys, thank you for everything you do.
2: There you you go. We're done. Compact show sports cars, nonsense brought to you by the ring of podcast network powered by Spotify. We're back next week. Uh, Cage lawyers joining next week.
3: No, he's the week after we do have like a lot of guests coming up in the next few weeks though. Um, So, Next week we've got Kyle Rhino from Monster Breaks, I believe he's joining on Wonder Monday. How he says his last name. Oh, it's actually Reno. Is it? Yeah. I won't ever call him that. It's uh, still Rhino to it? me. I but... actually do know it's pronounced <laughs> Reno. I That's apologize, fine. Kyle. Uh, and no, then we've got Dap Sports coming on Thursday Matt. as well. He's one of the biggest uh, breakers. The or, biggest TikTok guy. Yeah, on TikTok for sure. our, That'll be interesting. Uh, and the week after, actually, I'm not going to tell you all, but we've got guests basically at the cruise? Wazoo coming. Okay.
2: There you go. We'll be back Monday and Thursday next week. Make sure you check us out on Card Shop Live. I'll be live selling baseball cards and sports cards all week. And Jesse's going to get rolling on some Pokemon sales. I'm trying
3: to get some people. People are sold out. That thing is crazy hot.
2: There you go. Check out the app and make sure you follow us as sellers and some other good people we get on there. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye.
3: What? You didn't do the thing.
2: I already did it. You You didn't listen.
3: No, you didn't. You said powered by. I did the whole thing. Do it again.
2: I'm not doing (laughs) it again. Goodbye. Great
3: goulash episode, Mike.